This is Lena from Infected Rain. Brian Fair from Shadows Fall. Gary Hall from Exodus and recently retired from Slayer. Phil from Violence here. This is Trevor Sternad from the Black Dahlia Murder. This is Christian from Lions at the Gate. Yo, 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 Igor Cavalera here. Hey, this is Charlie with Anthrax. I just want to give a shout out to Pedalton and Metal Radio, the podcast. The podcast to get all your rock and metal news plus reviews. With new episodes dropping every Sunday, make sure you tune in. Keep rocking with Pedal to the Metal. Check it out now. Keep it metal. Hell yeah. Welcome everybody to another exciting edition of Pedal to the Metal Radio, the podcast. Again, I'm your main man, Eddie Monster here, and we've got quite a good show for you guys this week. That's right. We've got bands you should know artists, as always, and we have another unsigned band of the week. That's right. Listen, if you're out there, whether you're in a band and you're signed or unsigned, it doesn't matter if you're a promoter. If you're a label, whatever it may be, you want to get your music played on the show, you can do so by emailing me at pedal to the metal radio show at gmail.com. Again, pedal to the metal radio show at gmail.com. We'll set something up. We'll get your band played. Also, we are in the works developing a music video show. So never fear if your band doesn't make the cut. Do not fear because we will feature you. On the music video show, which is going to be a YouTube exclusive show. So be on the lookout for that as well. So with that being said, if you want to follow the show, you can also do so by clicking any of the links provided in the description below. That's right. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, wherever it may be. And also, we'll have all the links to all the bands that are played on the show as well. And if they have a band camp... Please support all the bands that you can. Metal needs to stay alive, and this is the one thing that we do to try to keep metal alive. That is the point of the show. Uh, if you're just joining us for the first time, that's what this is all about. We love metal, we support metal, and we live and bleed and die for fucking metal. That's right. It's what we do. That's what we do. All right, so we've been doing uh, the top 10 countdown for quite some time. We've gone from 1982 to this point right now because I'm celebrating my 40th year of being alive. And uh, why not? I'm going to count down my top 10 albums of every year. And on this episode, we've got the year 2007. That's right, OzFest is sort of coming to a kind of a close so to speak there are not as many Ozfests happening uh, I believe Mayhem in a couple years is about to take off I believe the Mayhem Fest from this point but nonetheless we've got quite the list we've got we got quite the list last week we didn't have any honorable mentions this week we've got quite a few uh, to include in here and, and why not let's start with the honorable mentions that's right I've got Cannibal by Static X I've got Hell Yeah by Hell Yeah, which was the first. Uh, Vinnie Paul, Chad Gray, so on and so forth. Uh, that first album. And then we have Threads of Life by Shadows Fall, which was their first major label like debut, so to speak, when they moved away from Century Media. Uh, but nonetheless, here we go. Top 
10 time. That's right. At number 10, we've got Sworn to the Dark by Watain. Now, these guys, by this point, the the jig on black metal had already been kind of had been kind of lifted. People weren't really afraid of black metal bands, so to speak, right? They didn't they just their antics just didn't seem, you know, as evil and underground as it did before because Dimibor Gear, Cradle of Filth, these guys are already become I don't want to say household names, but they've gained a lot more popularity since playing on Ozfest. That's for sure. Uh, but nonetheless, Watain was one of those bands, man, that they were able to convince you in their conviction that these guys are, are, are fucking evil and fucking great, right? This is the beginning for Watain. They're on the scene, and then we got them at number 10. At number 9, I've got Rise of the Tyrant by Arch Enemy. I'm not positive. I think this may have been. I'll have to look into this later. But this might have been the last Angela release. I could be wrong on that one. I could be very wrong on that one, by the way. Uh, but nonetheless, I got it at number nine. Uh, number eight, we've got United Abominations by Megadeth. I got to say, this is probably the last for a while. For a while. This is the last Megadeth record I enjoyed. Because I hated Super Collider. I hated 13 couldn't get into those records so this was like sort of the last of of a good run by megadeth in their return uh number seven i've got the last kind words by devil driver continuously fucking kicking ass every single time uh clouds over california fucking love it this was an awesome awesome record uh number six i've got ire works by the dillinger escape plan i did not realize I didn't hear of Dillinger Escape Plan until I believe it was the Warp Tour and I believe it was 2009 and I was doing the Monster Hour which was my music video show and I got to do interviews backstage at the Warp Tour when it came to uh, the Boston stop and I remember I had to look up Dillinger Escape Plan because those were one of the bands that I was told I was going to be interviewing. So I needed to know, and I was just impressed by how these guys were able to always mix in and with, with different bands. And, and I checked them out, and this was definitely, uh, I mean, it's as chaotic as it is brilliant, believe me. Uh, and I got it at number six. At number five, I've got the third effort from down, down three over the under continuously impressing me getting a little more with back into the the groove of the first record while also mixing some elements of that of that second album still in there uh number four i've got insorte diabali or diabali uh by dimi borgir again love this record i was i was bumping this even though a couple of tracks just reminded me of like if john williams had been working with with dimi borgir but uh, some good shit. Uh, number three, I got Fire Up the Blades by Three Inches of Blood. Fucking what an album. What an album. These guys just fucking kill it every time. Uh, number two, I've got The Art of Partying by Municipal Waste. I love Municipal Waste, dude. If you love crossover thrash, 
you're going to fucking love these guys. And this was just a great fucking album. But at number one, it's it's very rare that you're going to see a band that has already been on the scene for quite some time, 20 years, I believe, by, by this point. Could be I could be off a little bit. But it's very rare to see a band that had already been in their career have a resurgence and, and release such an amazing record. And that is The Blackening by Machine Head. Just fucking amazing metal work by Rob Flynn and company. Loved it. Loved it. And that's why I have it at number motherfucking one. So there you go. My top ten of 2007 right there. I'd be interested to know what you guys think of, of that top ten. Let me know. Go on the Facebook page. Blast it. Go on Twitter. Blast at me. Whatever. Instagram. Do what you got to do. Email me. It's fine. I'd be interested to th- to see what you guys think of uh, as your top ten. Do you agree with my list? Do you not? We'll see. But right now it is time for our first unsigned band of the week. Well, our first musical act, which is the unsigned band of the week. And the band that we're checking out is coming all the way from North Alabama. That's right, Huntsville to be exact, Huntsville, Alabama. We are checking out Crown the Center. If you love metalcore, then you're going to love these guys. And without further ado, here we are checking out their track, which I believe is off, uh, I believe it's a title track, but it's called Becoming the Beast. And it's right here on Pedal to the Metal Radio, the podcast. Yeah! 
metal news time and we want to start off with a story this you know me this always drives me crazy well apparently 10 of Buckethead's guitars were stolen from him and he's looking for your help if you know anything to contact him here's what he said 10 of the most important guitars of life were stolen it's a tremendous loss I'll never really be able to replace them but I'm looking for anybody who knows of any instruments to come close to these Hopefully somebody can help out. I'm trying to get two studio Gibson Les Pauls. Please contact service at bucketheadpikes.com. Thank you. There you go. So if you can help them out, help out Buckethead. Also, don't be a shithead and don't steal these guitars from these musicians and shit. I mean, I understand, like, if you steal from, like, Guitar Center or, like, anything like that. But never from an actual musician. That's what I'm saying. Uh, another news, ex-Megadeth members are going to perform the band's first two albums on the West Coast, which is kind of crazy. That's right. Ex-Megadeth members Dave Ellison and Jeff Young. Jeff Young, you may remember from So Far, So Good, So What, are heading out on the road as, called the Kings of Thrash. And apparently Chris Poland and Fred Aking and guitarist and vocalist Chaz Leon are going to be a part of this thing. So they're going to be performing uh, Killing Is My Business and Business Is Good and Peace Sells But Who's Buying. And you can catch it if you live in San Diego, Arizona, Nevada, or Hollywood, California. That's where you're going to be able to catch it October 12th, the 13th, 14th, and 15th. So if you're out in those areas, check it out. The Kings of Thrash. Uh hate to uh you know this is this is shitty news uh apparently stabbing westward's vocalist christopher hall uh 
was uh, unfortunately diagnosed with throat cancer. And this is according to a statement uh, that he made via Stabbing Westward's Facebook page. And he said, I'd like to apologize to everyone who made travel plans to see us in August and September. We've had to put those shows on hold while I deal with a serious health issue. I've been diagnosed with throat cancer. Prognosis is really good, but it's going to evolve a couple surgeries and six to eight weeks of chemo and radiation. So unfortunately, I won't be singing anytime soon. I'm hoping to be feeling more human by Halloween and have my voice back by Christmas. So again, sorry for the inconvenience. Um, and it sucks because the band you know, recently released their first album in 20 years called Chasing Ghosts and... They're not going to be able to tour on that shit, so it sucks. So we're we're sending positive vibes, Christopher Hall's way. So get better soon. Uh, Mudvayne recently, I know they just performed in my hometown, uh, but recently on July 26th in Tampa, Florida, Chad Gray was on stage and he fell off the stage while performing the song "Not Falling," which is kind of uh, ironic, right? Uh, but nonetheless, the band is apparently has been kicking ass. From what I've heard from a lot, a lot of people, Mudvayne has been the highlight of every night. And would you be surprised? Not really. Especially when you haven't seen a, you know this band in so many years. Uh, it's crazy. Mudvayne is, is, always was unbelievable in my opinion. But yeah, uh, you, know, you still have a chance to catch the band. By the time this episode is released, they'll be in Homedale, New Jersey. Uh, but you can still catch them in Burgettstown, uh, Pennsylvania, going all the way to August 21st in the Woodlands in Texas. So make sure you catch Rob Zombie, Static X, Power Man 5000, and Mudvayne on tour right now. Uh, right now we want to take a little, 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 little bit of a sort of a, a little detour here. Uh, I've been watching Stranger Things because I'm a little behind on the times. That's right. I didn't realize Stranger Things got so kick-ass after season one, and I was very, very far behind. I'm finally on season four, just to let you guys know out there, so n- never fear. Uh, but Eddie Munson, that character, I fucking love that character so far from what I've seen. And, uh pretty badass so apparently during Lollapalooza he got to meet Metallica and then he got to uh, perform a quick sound check with Metallica um, before Metallica obviously went on stage and it's pretty badass so if you get a chance to check it out uh, make sure you do it's on the Instagram page I believe uh, for Netflix so yeah so make sure you check that out and they gave him a BC Rich guitar Exactly like the one he played on the show, which uh, is badass, and they autographed it for him. So happy for him for that. Uh, anyways, another news: Autopsy has announced their first album in eight years. That's right. Buckle up because you better put the pedal to the metal. No pun intended. But more, but the album's going to be called Morbidity Triumphant. That's right, Autopsy is back. They last released an album in 2014, and the record is due out on September 30th. And it's also the band's first album with their brand-new bassist, Greg Wilkinson. And Autopsy had this to say, The moment has finally arrived for a new full-length Autopsy album. 
to slither out into the public and people will have to deal with it. So buckle up. It's a rough ride and an ugly ride. Hell yeah, we're fucking ready. So the album was recorded at Opus Studios with their longtime engineer, Adam Munoz. And it was mastered by Ken Lee. But one of the cool things, too, is that the album cover uh, was created by Wes Benscoder, who you may remember he's done artwork for Slayer and Bloodbath. And here's what the, uh, the band had to say about this. Wes delivered another stunner. What a maniac. We didn't give him much to work with as usual. I think maybe just a couple of song titles and themes maybe. And his imagination did most of the work. The album title came along after the fact. And uh, after having our minds blown by Wes's art, we arrived at Morbidity Triumphant, which seemed to fit the theme of the painting as well as the way we feel about the state of the band in general. We've been working hard at our sick craft with zero compromise, and it seems we're still hitting our strides somehow. That's right. So make sure you check it out. It's coming out September 30th. Pre-orders are available. So make sure uh, you check it out because it's got some pretty cool uh, fucking packages. I love, you know, when bands do cool shit uh, with their albums. It just makes wanting to get it that much more. And the album artwork is truly fucking insane. It's great. I love it. Uh, Anyways, in other news, Goat Whore has announced their first album in five years. And they've got a track that you can check out called Born of Satan's Flesh. But the album... Is called Angels Hung from the Arches of Heaven. That's right. Fucking Goat Whore is back. Here's what, the, here's what Lewis had to say. I would describe this record as being very raw, but clarity is shaped within the chaos. It's a journey of everything we have done and some new approaches as we advance forward. When we write, we mainly focus on the music and what we enjoy about playing it. We don't write just to appease others. We want to enjoy playing it in a live setting as well, especially night after night on the road. So make sure you check that out. Angels Hung from the Arches of Heaven is coming out October 7th, and pre-orders are available for that as well. So make sure you check out that package. Uh, Accept has announced their first North American tour in more than a decade. That's right. They uh, just released their new record, Too Mean to Die, in 2021, and now they're going to hit the road. Uh, and Wolf Hoffman had this to say, After two difficult years, we are very much looking forward to returning to the U.S. and playing in front of our American friends again. Let's rock out and have a great Accept Metal party with all of you headbanging metal veterans out there. Fuck yeah. Make sure you check it out. Their tour kicks off September 29th in Nashville, Tennessee at the Brooklyn Bowl. And it runs all the way to October 29th in Columbus, Ohio at the uh, King of Clubs. They've got dates in Pennsylvania, New Hampshire, New York, New Jersey, uh, Ontario, Michigan, Illinois, so on and so on. So make sure you check it the fuck out. Accept live. All right. Incantation has dropped a triple album of rarity and live tracks. That's right. There are a lot of rarities as they're celebrating 30 years as a band with Tricennial of Blasphemy. That is the compilation, uh, which is going to include everything from previously unreleased songs that you can't find, um, as well as hard-to-find material, live tracks, and even early demos. So make sure... 
You can do it. You can stream Tricentennial Blasphemy right now if you go to metalinjection.net. Uh, but yeah, they got a Slayer cover in there of Hell Awaits, plus so much more stuff. So make sure you check it out. Uh, Moonspell has announced a live album and a DVD set that is going to be available on September 23rd. It's called From Down Below, live 80 80 meters deep. It's being released via Napalm Records. And the album and Blu-ray combo will, uh, I believe it's Moonspell. Yeah, it's Moonspell performing their 2021 album in its entirety within the caves of Grutas de Miradar, which is a natural cave system located in their uh, capital city of Lisbon, where Moonspell is from, in Portugal. And I had to break out my Portuguese. I don't even know if I said it right. Grutas de Miradar. Could be right, could be wrong, whatever. Uh, but it was deli- But it's, uh, it's, it's pretty badass, so make sure you check it the fuck out. I love Moonspell. They're a great band. Um, and they kick off. They're on. They're going on tour here in America. They start off August 25th in New York City, and it runs all the way to September 18th in Boston, Massachusetts, is where it ends. All right. Uh, if you're wondering what has happened to other members of Hell Yeah, uh, never fear, because X Nothing Face and Dog Fashion Disco members are teaming up for a new band called In the Blind. That's right. The band features Josh Matthew of uh, Migos and Pink Elephants, Jason Steep of Dog Fashion Disco, Bill Gall of Nothing Face, and John Enzimer, Enzminger of Dog Fashion Disco. Um, there you go. And they've got a song out right now called Evolve and Escape. Make sure you check it out. All right. One little piece of news here. So everybody's been wondering sort of what Kerry King has been doing um, because rumors are rumors are rumors. Uh, but apparently now we know he's got a new band and it's on par with Slayer. And I believe they've even announced what the band's name is. Um, I, I, I've been seeing rumors that it's called Blood Rain or something like that. But uh, a former DJ, uh, Nikki Black, went on Instagram. Here's what they said. I heard the new Carrie King songs last night, and they are crushing. The world hasn't been the same without Slayer, but now I'm looking forward to 2023. And, yes, I know who's in the band, but, no, I won't tell you. Sorry, blabbermouth. Uh, Slayer, not Slayer, metal. Hashtags there. Anyways. But, uh, yeah, apparently, you know, I was reading somewhere. I don't know. Anything. Yeah, I'm trying to figure it out. I I did see a rumor, um, you know, that it's going to be called Blood Rain. I saw that somewhere. If I can get some more facts out there if i can find and research some more i'll I'll definitely let you guys know all right we're going to take a little break and we're going to be back but right now we are going to check out our first of two bands you should know artists our first of two bands is coming all the way from norway that's right i'm talking about tonic breed 
and they have been reborn to evolve into a one-man thrash tank led by founding member Patrick Svensson. Since first forming in 2006, Tonic Breed operated as a full contingent with tons of experience in the European metal community. But following the release of the 2018 album Instant Memory and after 13 years of moshing, the band members decided to part ways in 2019 with Patrick taking the reins to reinvent the band for its next release, which is an EP called Fuel the Fire. It came out on July 22nd. Make sure you check out Tonic Breed. And right now we've got a track to play for you guys that features Dick Verbuen of Megadeth and Burnt Jansen of Wigwam. So without further ado, here it is. This is Fuel the Fire by Tonic Breed right here on Pedal to the Metal Radio, the podcast.
All right, welcome back, everybody. Rock and metal news. So one last thing I wanted to talk about, and it's something that sort of came up. There's been a lot of things happening as of late with with live performances and stuff that have been going all over the news, uh, like Tommy Lee supposedly using drum tracks or whatever the case may be. But there was one that was uh, raised a little eyebrows. Everybody knows Dave Mustaine is an interesting character to say the least. And uh, if you've ever read his book, you know all about him, the way he, he thinks. And uh, he's definitely not, probably not the easiest guy to deal with. But there are certain things I think that really tick him off. And I know one is unprofessionalism. And recently at a festival in Barcelona, uh, Dave got a little pissed. Apparently, uh, Judas Priest's guitar techs were out there and um, started doing sound check during his uh, performance. And he basically stopped the sh- show after uh, playing Angry again and looked at the crowd and said, we'll wait till he's done checking his guitar over there. Goes on and on. All of a sudden, he flips the bird and then he has this to say. Let's play the audio um, right now. And hopefully you guys can hear what, exactly what he's saying. Last night of the tour, we went all the way to the last fucking night, and then some pussy over on the stage next to us has to start playing while we're playing. How fucking pathetic, amateur, piece of shit you are. So that was apparently the rant, and then he would go on to flip him off again, and then call him a cunt and ask if they could, you know, continue the show, and they would continue the show uh, with Symphony of Destruction. And whatnot. So this went through, and and some people had you know comments to make, but one guy in particular stood up for him, and that is Herman Lee of Dragon. Oh my God! Why can't I not think? Dragon Force. Excuse me. Wow. Uh, brain fart there for a second. Uh, yeah. So he totally gets it. Gets why he did it. Here's what he said: I got to defend Dave Mustaine on this one in some way. Look, I've done a lot of festivals, not as much as him, but it's super annoying when you're playing the show and you hear the other stage next door just doing the line check. You're supposed to have a silent line check. You're not supposed to have an amp blasting next door that you can hear while you're playing. It become pretty annoying. You're doing a show. It takes you out of the game. You start making mistakes. He continues to say, Judas Priest are obviously higher up on the bill than Megadeth because they're playing afterwards. They're probably thinking, well, we're the headliner, or maybe they were late. They couldn't sound check earlier. Usually the headliner sound checks earlier in the day because they're the headliner. But with the flight cancellations and delays happening these days around the world, especially in Europe this touring season, they probably didn't get there on time. And they said, well, we're the headline, we, headliner, we got to go. In defense of Dave, that's super annoying. I know you're a headliner, but I'm doing a show right now. I need to play. As blasting guitar on, on the side, it's not fair. And it's not something you should be doing, especially at that level. He probably shouldn't fl- shouldn't have flipped the guy off in front and gotten the fans to talk shit about him. But God, come on, we're musicians. When we're in the moment, we react. And that's par for the course, right? I remember one time I was interviewing LJ or LeJohn, whatever you want to call him, from Seven Dust. 
And I remember somebody kept triggering the alarm to his bus. And we'd have to stop because the alarm would go off. It would interrupt, so on and so forth. And I was getting pretty annoyed. But most importantly, he was getting annoyed, right? And when we had to stop, I think for a second or third time, he finally was like, what the fuck? We're trying to do an interview here. Which I thought was cool that he, you know, stuck up. I didn't want to say anything because I'm like, this is, you know, I've never had this kind of access before. So I'm like, fuck, I don't want to say nothing. I know it's annoying, but, you know. But, yeah, I mean, it, it's there's things that happen. Guys react, especially when you're trying to give people their money's worth. You know, uh, especially if people love your band. You know what I mean? Like, you're like... Fuck, dude, you're interrupting my show. My fans are trying to enjoy my fucking show. What the fuck? You know what I'm saying? So I, I completely understand where Dave's coming from because it, it is super unprofessional. Um, you know, but maybe like Herman Lee said, maybe there were circumstances that happened. Maybe Priest couldn't get there on time. Whatever the case may be, uh, don't totally take it out on Dave and, and think of him like a douchebag because anybody that's a performer would get annoyed and would go through the same thing. So that's all I wanted to talk about. All right, so that's going to do it for Rock and Metal News. It is now time for our last Bands You Should Know artist, and then uh, we'll end the show on that note. And the band that we are checking out for this week is called Absolute Darkness. They are a death thrash metal band coming all the way from San Francisco they formed in 2015, and they combined influences like Cannibal Corpse, Death, Amonomarth, with the Bay Area sound of Testament Violence and Exodus. So if you fucking love unapologetic, dark, and politically charged lyrics and music rail against dictators, income inequality, war, and the spread of unproven rumor and conspiracy theories as facts, then you're going to fucking love these guys. They've got a new album coming out. On August 27th, that's right, Absolute Darkness, Failure of State. Here they are on Pedal to the Metal Radio, the podcast. And I want to thank all of you guys for tuning in, and I will see you next time. Mm-hmm.